Uh, this is required watching. This is required watching. We watch the essential films from a list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm your host, Trey Epps, and uh, we're continuing with looking at the Roald Dahl short films directed by, or yeah, short films? Wes Anderson's four new Netflix short films based on a Roald Dahl short stories. Um, and I wanted to start with this. Roald Dahl has had a lot of controversy, and, and it's due to his anti-Semitic comments and interviews and racial ins insensitivity in his works, like portraying Oompa Loompas as African pygmies, and some also criticize that his books uh, are, are, are at least have a little bit of sexist and, sexist and insensitive tendencies. And despite this, his books remain popular. But educators often address these issues when teaching their works. Um, the same way I think Wes Anderson addresses some of these issues even in the short films. But I wanted to, one, acknowledge that, um, you know, shitty people do, like, I, I'll, I'll take it back. Brilliant people sometimes are flawed. And I think we recognize the work of Roald Dahl. Um, but it's also, I think, it's also right to recognize that he's been insensitive and outright racist or sexist. And um, this is mainly about talking about um, Wes Anderson and what he's done with these works and how he's adapted these works. Uh, so there's zero intention on my part to offend anyone, but I also think it's important to bring it up, especially to talk about one of my favorites, Roald Dahl's short films, uh, excuse me, short stories. And we'll dive right in, uh, because this story is about a rich man who learns about a guru who can see without using his eyes and then sets out to master the skill to, che to cheat at gambling. This short film is starring Ralph Fiennes, Benedict Cumberbatch, Dev Patel, Ben Kingsley, and Richard Ayoade. Uh, this is the wonderful, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. Um... The story, again, revolves around Henry Sugar, a wealthy and self-absorbed man who leads a rather aimless and hedonistic life. One day, Henry comes across a scientific article about a yogi who claims to have developed the ability to see without using his eyes. This piques Henry's curiosity, and he becomes obsessed with learning the yogi's secret. Henry's pursuit of this knowledge leads him to an eccentric teacher who introduces him to the world of meditation and the power of concentration. Over time, Henry begins to develop the ability to see through objects, uh, initially using his newfound skill to personally gain, such as winning at casinos. However, as Henry's abilities progress, he realizes the importance of using them for more noble and selfless purposes. He decides to use his powers to help others, including children with vision problems. The story ultimately explores themes of personal transformation and uh, the responsibility that comes with unique talents, and the potential for individuals to change their lives for the better. The wonderful story of Henry Sugar is thought-provoking. Is a thought-provoking tale that highlights the potential for personal growth and the altruism, even in the most self-centered individuals. It's one of my favorite films. I I have to tell you. Uh, in no small part for the cast. The cast do a brilliant job of 
of playing multiple parts and, and playing characters who go through many ups and downs with this entire series. And Benedict Cumberbatch does a really great job as someone who um, is who who has to convey being multifaceted in such a short period of time. The way the short film uh, 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 presents Henry Sugar is less of like less of a maybe <laughs> less of a of a jerk, less of someone who's completely self-obsessed, and maybe that's in part due to Benedict Cumberbatch's charm. Um, but is more someone who's like on the wrong road and has corrected himself, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with that change. Um, um, but yeah, I, I just really, I really loved, I really love the journey of this. I, I, I think the thing I took away most from this film is how much I think I love the fact that like Wes Anderson is playing. It feels like he's playing. It feels like he's having fun. Um, this isn't the first of, 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 of Roald Dahl's adaptations. And I would, I'm pretty sure there's an interview. If not, someone should ask him why he keeps adapting, um, his work. But with this, excuse me, with this specifically, I think what's really fun is that it feels like it plays with a few genres all at once. I mean, there's elements of like, almost like a thrillery dreamlike inception situation happening where we're going within two or three stories and meeting a couple of narrators in order to get to, in order to then pull out and get like the full context of the main thread of the story, which I think is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant move that I, I can't recall if the, the short story does this. And it really, I think as a director, it excites me to see him, again, to see him playing, to see him doing something different other than like the Wes Anderson look, um, which it, it's all very, very signature Wes Anderson. But I, I think what I found fun um Again, is that it just felt like little shifts, little like subtle shifts in genre that, that um, I was gonna say allowed me to see growth, but like I'm not even sure if you can quantify that. I think I think he's a he's an excellent filmmaker and then someone who does a really great job of translating his thoughts or even other people's thoughts onto the screen, um, with the help of of, of a team, of course. Um, but I want to talk about why directors. Why directors make short films, or why they go back to making short films? A lot of you know, there's a lot of success stories about directors who have come from shorts. Um, some you've heard of, some you haven't, but then you know, land into the route of Hollywood filmmaking, doing these big, bigger budget films. Um, but I think rarely has there been, rarely has there been a um, such a I guess such a publicized. Um, events such as a Hollywood director that now making a short film, and I know that I know, I know most recently I can't remember who it was. Most recently, there was someone who who went on and on about uh, about their short film, but I, I I think it's rare that we see it, and I think Hollywood directors choose to, or may choose to return to making short films for a variety of reasons, and I think mainly because it offers a unique canvas for creative expression. You know, sometimes lower budgets. Uh, the pressures of like time, people like all, all of the taking away a, a lot of what Hollywood has to offer allows, I think, for creative voice and and to, to get creative voices to to stretch and grow in different ways. Um, I also think it uh, provides for a platform for directors to experiment um, and try different styles of storytelling. Again, like this with this one specifically, this Inception style method of of of, of 
adapting this felt so on point. Um, meanwhile, you know, he most certainly leans into the source work by by having like a narrator and, and just simply showing what, what's happening and, and making it more play-like, um, which I think is fun. I also think the brevity of short films allows for more concise and impactful narratives. Um, allowing it to be a little bit more potent and thought-provoking um, than, than maybe features. Um, of course, short films can serve as a showcase for just talent, right? Like a director can demonstrate their storytelling prowess and mas mastery of, of, of cinematography and directing skills all in this like condensed format. And it being such a succinct work can catch the attention of both audiences and, and industry professionals. Um, I would say opening new doors for larger projects, but I think that Wes Anderson just has such a track record. I, I would love to know if I would. I would love to know if directors feel. If, if if the truth is what we perceive it as, I would imagine that Wes Anderson can do any film that he wants. But I wonder if maybe that's not the case. Maybe he has to do an adaptation of a Roald Dahl film and has to, you know, win at the box office before he can do. Uh, something else I, I i don't know um you know i, I don't know i like, those are the kind of questions that i would be asking i and, and you know what i will be asking those questions i think as a strike kind as the writer strike lets up and hopefully the sag strike lets up soon i'm also trying to really turn this into something with uh some interviews from filmmakers ask them about their favorite films ask them the films that stuck in their minds the most hopefully be able to ask them some questions that I don't often see uh, when I read interviews about, uh, I don't know, about just about the, about their lives and their careers and everything else. So subscribe if you want to see stuff like that happening. Um, it'll be great. Anyways. Uh, I'll stop. I'll stop there. I'll stop there. And again, we'll keep this as short as the short films. And say uh, thank you for hanging out on this ride with me. It's been fun. It's been so fun. Um, yeah. It's been fun. Um, we'll, we'll do it again. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I have more to say, but it's weird with these short films of, like, not wanting to drag on too much. So I'll end it here, and we'll return to regularly scheduled required watching episodes next week. Thank you so much, and uh, come back for more. Peace.